We might be freaks, but we know our mother fun can beats, can beats, can beats, can beats, can beats. This is the Freak Beat CDM podcast, and this is the 110th episode of the podcast. And uh, I'm continuing with the live stories. I started a couple of episodes ago. Uh, if you listen to episode 108, we interviewed uh, two members of the Retro Ravers EDC group in Facebook, where I started this group about uh, 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 older ravers uh, going out to raves, uh, even though they're uh, older than 40 years old. This is an idea I had beforehand myself, and therefore I would like to document and uh, examine the, the life stories of uh, ravers who are kind of older, let's say, and they're still going out, or they have just started going out. So on this occasion, I summoned the help of another older raver, uh, whose name is Master Roshi. He's in the US, and he's going to join me for this episode. Hello, Master Roshi. Hello, I'm how doing you doing? Great. Uh, thank you very much for spending valuable time from a Sunday to join me in this podcast. Not a it's problem. It's always uh, tough to kind of coordinate lives together uh, if uh, you know older people are, I guess, in employment and they have other stuff to do. So let's get down to the business, shall we? Excellent. Yes, okay. Please. So um, I'm going to follow a kind of a same theme as last time. We can take it any way we want. Uh, so first of all, just some uh, introduction. Uh, about about you, I would like to know first of all when did you attend your first either first rave or electronic dance music event? It could have been in a club, in a warehouse, in a festival. So, give me a little bit of your background. You are based in the U.S., correct? Yes, correct. Yeah. So I, uh, I originally, I'm originally a Deadhead. Uh, I'm a big Grateful Dead fan. I've been going to Grateful De- Dead shows since I was 14 years old. It's it's psychedelic rock since they've been around since 1965. So I, I started with that scene at first and it, it wasn't until 2010 when I went to my first rave and that was actually a Cypress Hill smokeout, which was, it's a, it's a bunch of different genres of music all together, just loving music and being there for the music. And, uh, I just happened to uh, go to the rave part of it, and I, I, um, I saw it. Well, actually, I was starting to get into it. I, I was listening to electronic music, and I really wanted to see Dead Mouse, and he was playing there, and it was it just it blew my mind. Uh, I just I knew right then when he played the first song that this is this is the new the new culture, and this is what I want to do, and. The music I just fell in love with, and the the people, the vibe, everything. It's just it was for me. I I loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you said 2010. Excellent. Correct. Uh, so I just it's interesting that you were listening to uh, uh, Grateful Dead up to that up to that point. Uh, what was the thing that kind of drew you there? Any differences that you could see with, for example, going to a psychedelic rock uh, music? festival uh with regards to the crowd the energy can you tell me a little bit what first of all draw you into the scene which is quite quite different isn't it very very different yeah definitely a much younger crowd Mm -hmm. that's for sure um that has you know they've been around since 65 and uh so it's definitely a much older crowd but there's always kids being brought into the scene as well always i mean 
parents bring their their newborns there (laughs) but uh which i did myself i have two daughters and i started taking them to grateful dead shows as well myself and now they love music and i'm very glad i did that um but yeah um definitely just uh the the people were much younger but uh i still felt all that that same love you know that vibe um back then and it just it, it really suited well with me and i i right before i went to that rave i started listening to electronic music maybe a few months prior to that and i my buddy kind of got me into it he was a younger kid i was working with and so i i got into it and i really loved the music i loved the vibe i i, I loved the the message it puts out um it, it's very beautiful inspirational music and i i to me music I, I I like to say I literally live for the next show. I I go from show to show to show. I I just make why well, I, I make money just so I could go to shows. Like I this year I went to EDC uh, in Vegas. That following weekend I flew back home and I only had one day to pack my car so that I could uh, drive up to another festival called Summer mm-hmm. Camp in Illinois. Uh, of which I went to, and then uh, that that was uh, the the weekend after EDC, which was the last weekend of May. Then after that, um, in June, I went to uh, Bonnaroo. That's in yeah. Tennessee. That's another festival. And then uh, I'm actually on the 18th or the 17th of this month of July. I'm going to be going to uh, Camp Bisco. That's another electronic, but kind of electronic and jam band mixed mm-hmm. together. Um, Tipper's going to be there, um, Odessa's going to be there, um, Bass Nectar, it's, it's the Disco Biscuits, they're, they're the ones that put on the festival, and they're, they're kind of like in between, they're, they're definitely jam band, but they also do a lot of electronic stuff into their, into their music, so they're more of a fusion band, I, I would assume, I mean, I, that's what I would think, and, and then that, after that, in September, I'm also going to Imagine Fest in Georgia, and that's another uh, four-day uh, music festival, kind of like EDC. It's at the Speedway in Atlanta, so it, it's it's very big, and I love that one. And then I'm going to try my best in October to go to Halloween in Florida, and that's another like jam band slash electronic. They they do those two different genres there. Um, so I, I, I really, I go to a lot of shows, not, not to even mention just the local shows where I live. Um, I, I do at least, I'd say maybe 20, 30 shows a year. That's if not crazy, more. man. That's crazy. That's what I heard in the Retro Ravers <laughs> group, by the way. And, um, just, just to mention for the audience, what we did actually physically meet on the meetup of, of that group, uh, in, uh, in EDC Las Vegas. There was only four or five of us, if I remember correctly. The all all the others were lost because that you yes. see the big <laughs> sign that it was missing. They moved it around so they didn't have it in the Carnival Square. But um, uh, it's interesting. It's Phone service is horrible. Yeah. Um, so, do you go only to festivals, or do you go to any club nights? I, I do go to clubs. I don't like clubs so much because it's more of a dress to impress and the. <laughs> there is a club that I, that's here. It's at a casino, and they have 
big names there all the time, but uh, starting last, I started last year to just not go to that anymore because it was just too many people that were just there to, they, they weren't there for the music. They were just there to look good. And that's not what I'm there for. I am literally there for the music. That's all I truly care about. I'm not there to it's pick more up mainstream, somebody. Isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so exactly. since it's more intimate when it's not like yes, a club yes. scene, you know. It's, yeah. It's just, uh, I yeah. asked you that because, as you know, the 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 whole music started actually in clubs uh, back in Chicago, Correct. and then when he moved uh, to the UK in Manchester and and uh, London again, there were just clubs, and those clubs were kind of very closed knit together. You know, they weren't open very much open to everybody. Initially, there were club mem club members, so you needed to have a club card or to know somebody who would bring you in, and then you became part of the family. Eventually, kind of expanded so much that Correct. you know they opened up to to more to more people, more clubs, and eventually they went to open raves and and you know festivals is a fairly new thing like what's happening in the U.S. Um, so, have you been? kind of continuously been raving since 2010 or did you take a break in between or no no continuously i knew from the, the that first show that i just this was my thing and i started going even more so because mm. of that first show and uh, i've been doing it and i i love it i i've been doing it more and more <laughs> actually this is uh the most festival so i i've I'm going to be going to That's this amazing. year, actually. So you're wearing a Cypress Hill yeah. kind of do, and you just step into the rave room, correct? And Dead Mouse is there. Yes, yes. Well, I, I knew he was coming on, so uh, and uh, I was watching, I believe it was MGMT at the time, but uh, I ran over there, and he was, uh, he, I I got there and just not, not even a minute later, then he started. It was just mm -hmm. perfect and, timing. And what, what, what was the thing that kind of, quote on you about about him or the scene? I mean, you mentioned that the vibe resonated with you, but can you be a little bit more specific what exactly, were the people very friendly, or did you make friends? Or, you know, it's different for any, it's um, different for everybody, isn't it? Yes, definitely. Yeah, no, I, I definitely made friends there that night as well, but uh, yeah, it, the literally the music, I mean, if I don't like the music, I, I wouldn't even have been there so i i just i want to see dead mouse life and he put on a spectacular show um i feel he was better back then than he is now but uh yeah it, it, it was definitely very intimate very uh everybody was just so welcoming there it, it was great uh when somebody would be doing you know their little dance move or whatever everybody would move in a circle and you know let, let that person do I their see. thing and it, the the whole community it was it was beautiful. It's Plur. Uh, I feel Plur was definitely more in touch then than it yeah. is now. Did you? Um, I mean, you mentioned about Grateful Dead and psychedelic rock. Was did that scene have any mm -hmm. parallels with the rave scene, or do they have any similarities, or is it completely different? Um. Well, uh, the yeah. drugs were <laughs> as part of the similarities. I would say. Definitely, and uh, the kids in the rave scene definitely have more toys to play around with. I I never saw a pair of uh, 
those gloves with, with the lights on them that, yeah. that was really cool and now there's uh there, there's other things that people play with and the hula hoops i that, that, what a great incorporation that is because people definitely use hula hoops at grateful dead shows but not with lights and make them do all those crazy tricks that they do with them it's amazing it blows my mind mm. every time i see it or uh people with poi as well or the orbs also yeah it's orbs. all very light i mean lead lead lights oriented isn't it yeah exactly exactly I, and i love that it was just like like it was more of a wonderland it, it was great yeah i, yeah, I yeah. love it um, more more for the ice <laughs> yes ice yes candy, i guess you could say so having been continuously <laughs> now for eight to nine years in the scene have you noticed mm -hmm. any changes and if so what definitely um kids are not really going there for the music as much but yet there are people there and you could definitely tell the difference between one and the other and other people just go there to like pick up on one another and i mean that that's fine and all but uh you know have a little love for the music as well because it's not just all about that when you say so, pick up on one another so, what exactly do you mean uh people go there just guys literally go there oh, to I pick see. up on girls and they're they don't even really care about the music they're just there because the girls are there and how they're dressed and everything so that you know they want to grab that or whatever I, I, I don't know but uh also a lot of people are yeah and people are like getting more and more drunk now at scenes and it's just it's making to where people start fighting more and have it wasn't seen like that? that before i have seen that actually yes and it's just it's can it's you tell that. me where uh, you don't feel comfortable um well i it, it happened at um at a spring awakening in chicago actually that was i believe 2016 mm -hmm. And I, I don't know why the fight got started, but I just, I happened to be there and all of a sudden I, I hear a bunch of people like, you know, screaming and stuff. And, you know, they, they were telling the guys to fight and stuff. It's like, come on, man, that's, that's not yeah. what this is about. You know, we're here for the unity, for the love of music. I mean, love, uh, music brings people together, but, you know, when you add alcohol to it, you're bound to yeah. have some idiot, you know, that... He thinks he's all tough or whatever, and he's got to man up or whatever. I, I don't know. I, I, it's I it's sad it. what you mentioned. I would love if we can have any listeners uh, or any YouTube video viewers to actually comment on that, whether they have experienced that or not. Because, as a, yeah. yeah, I mean, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, I drink myself. I'm a drinker, but I, I make a point never, ever to drink, not even one beer when I go to race, because... For, and mostly at a festival, just for one thing, yeah. it's hot as hell. And then you're going to drink, you're going to dehydrate. I know some people, when they drink, it makes them all amp and they want to do things. But to me, it, 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 it is a depressant. It makes me want to go to sleep. So what's the point of drinking at a show if it's all day long? You're, by the end of the day, you're you're exhausted. You know, whether you drink or not, you're exhausted. I mean, stay hydrated. Uh, do yourself. Yeah. You know, I mean they start drinking for after the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the show. <laughs> spot on, uh, and you're the first to to uh, to hear or to say that alcohol is a depressant. And 
I don't understand, you know, there's people out there who take ecstasy and then they drink alcohol. I'm saying, what are you trying exactly. to achieve? You're trying to get up with one level and then you bring it down with the other level? And it doesn't, yeah, yeah, it doesn't compute it. at all. And of course, we don't advocate any drugs or anything, or anybody is, no. is, you know, free to do whatever they feel like as long as they, they stay safe and, and, and they don't harm other people. Right. I think that's the most but I, I obviously you get wiser with age and I, i'm i'm yeah. older myself but yeah these young kids they just want to you know live it up and go to the extreme of everything and it's like no you, you got to pace yourself you got to do it right otherwise you're just gonna be hurting and then uh, a lot of people don't go on the, the usually don't go on the last day because yes. they're so exhausted and and hung over and it's like you're 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 missing out on a full day just because so you could get stupid wasted and even at times I'm I'm sure I'm not the only one that's gone to a show before and forgotten because they got so drunk, mm. you know. That's why I don't do that. Um, at all. You definitely <laughs> spot on there. Yeah, it makes me forget. Uh, <laughs> how about any uh, changes? First of all, in the music itself, and secondly, in the festival experience i'm not talking about experience with people but kind of um the hospitality and and the organization and the lights and the shows and things like that have there been any changes for anybody who uh, started going out now it'd be interesting for them to listen to how it was nine years ago uh yeah the, I, I would say like um definitely like the graphics have changed for the better um, things have gotten better, but then other things have gotten worse. And it depends on the actual uh, event, the location and the place. Is every, everywhere is different. But, uh, yeah, like uh, um, uh, the, the staff has gotten more rude, I, I would say. Um, they're, they're not as mellow as they used to be. I mean, I, I could see rightfully so because kids are getting a little more wilder now than they were before. So... And it not necessarily that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I just yeah, uh, things have definitely changed. Uh, people are like I said before, people are not really there for the music, and they're just there. Some are there to pick up on other people, and then other people are just there to get fucked up. And it's like that's that's not the whole point. The point is the music. That's what it originally is. That, that's that's a whole. I mean, why is there music so you could go get stupid drunk or, or whatever yeah, i mean I enjoy the music uh experience the music and the music uh it's gotten more mainstream that's for sure um uh, at least in the states it has so for that reason other types of people go to these scenes that really sh not that they shouldn't be there they should be there so that it, they could open their eyes to it and see how beautiful it is but then when there's too many of those people, it it, it infiltrates in what the scene is. Yeah, originally. I mean, uh, I think this is a side effect that always happens. And me, as as I've said before, I've been in the, I've been out and raving and clubbing for thirty years, and I've seen the ebb and flows of the scene and how it becomes more popular, and then it attracts the wrong type of people in who are there to get girls, or the girls I don't know what are they there for. And then it flows where all this crowd moves to the next fad and then the people who really are passionate for the music and not the drugs or, or, or whatever else, you know, they stay there and they keep with the scene and they, 
they stick with it and they grow with it and then the next wave comes in where it becomes fashionable again and so it goes you know this is this is a constant circle that yeah. i'm sure you have, must have seen the same in other music scenes you know back in the days with, with rock music it must have been the same more or less you know, humans are humans at the end of the day but as you say as you say it is sad because i think there's something special in this scene and and we're trying to preserve that and i think that's the whole point of the older generation trying to step in or uh, us passing a message and and show to the people how it is and how it should be and not trying to be didactic or try to be like a parent and or, or a school but uh, to show them that there is another way of doing things and perhaps that way is, is as enjoyable as what they think they're doing right now exactly i mean uh people literally people always coming up to me and they just they give me a hug and they're all like damn i love your vibe and it's like and uh like i mean i i i partake in recreational activities i guess you could say but not all the time there's there's i'd say more than 50 percent of the time i go there sober and and i tell that to people and they're they're blown away they're like what i thought you were screwed up like i was right now or whatever and no i mean i i'm right there i'm dancing more than most of those kids are uh which are younger i i i'd like to say it's because of my job i'm a roofer so i have a very hard dangerous job and it's it's very it it, it's very demanding Mm. physically so I like to say I, I train all year just so I can go to these festivals. That's pretty cool. <laughs> because it definitely keeps me Well, it's definitely a marathon, isn't it? Especially those uh, three days festival. It's not, as you say, if you if you go on it full on with drugs and alcohol the day one, then day three you're probably not going to go. I know of people who, uh, who basically can't do a three days festival. And they... They seem fitter than me. Yeah. Uh, when when you look at them on the outside, they seem fitter than me. But then you realize why they are not able to. Exactly. I, I remember uh, last year I was at Imagine Fest, or actually two years ago. I'm sorry. And uh, a, a very a young, I would say no more than 25 year old girl. She then noticed I was in front of her because my back was to her, and I have a very long mm-hmm. white beard. And uh, she told her friend, she's like, oh, my God, I, 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 it was the second day of the three-day festival. And she's like, I, I can't do this no more. This is just uh, <laughs> too exhausting. And then I, at that point, I turned around to her and said, you're only as old as you think you are. She, she's <laughs> old for this, and she's 20-something. And then she looked at me, and she just started laughing. She's like, oh, my gosh, she felt so embarrassed. Because, uh, it's like, come on, young kid. I don't know if they just got, you know, desk jobs, and they're not working out or what. But, I mean, I'm yeah, yeah. safe from there. Plus, it's, <laughs> it, plus it's, it's the mood as well, isn't it? It's what, what keeps you going. I mean, there is obviously a tactic on how to tackle these long festivals. But it's also... It's also why you're there, you know, if you're there just for the fashion, yeah, you're probably not going to dance more than two, three hours, right, on the main on the main acts in the main stage, because what's the point? You're not there for the music. I, right, yeah, no, I, I literally go all day long. I'm, I'm dancing like a happy fool well, all day man. long, and 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm in great shape. I'm going to say I, I used to run five miles a day, but I don't anymore. But, well, if you, if you, if you could run yeah. ten, you know, five miles a day, then no wonder. Um, that brings me to the next question. Yes. So there was an article um, a, one or two years ago in the British press uh, saying that uh, the age of 30 is when somebody, 3-0, is when somebody should really stop clubbing. So that referred to clubbing. Uh, as, as going out, or well, we can extend it to going out to whatever kind of event. So, what's your comment on that? Oh, I, uh, yes, uh, no, um, I, I. That's that's just ridiculous. You should, you should. For me, I'm gonna I'm gonna literally rave to the grave. <laughs> you know, I don't care how old I am. I know people that are older than me, seventy, and they're they're still going and. Um, they love it. It's it's all about a love for the music. I I don't understand why society tries to put limits on people making such statements, and then people actually believe it and go by it, and like like it's the law or something. It, it it's it's ignorant. It makes no sense, and I I just that's not that's not right. It's not correct that that people make such statements. Um, keep, I mean, you got your own opinions, that's great, but don't tell me to stop going. Because I mean, your, your case is unique, because uh, have you started older than that kind of age group that I mentioned, 30 years old? Did, I'm sorry, did you, did wait, you start going out sorry. at an older age than 30 years old? Yeah, so oh, it's, yeah, you're, yeah. you're in a unique. Yes, yes. Uh, 2010, I was. You're, you're in a unique sure. situation there, but it, it looks like there's a lot of ageism. Obviously, that extends to all parts of life, um, and especially in the UK. I think when it looks like when you're 30, you're basically done for. You should be at home, married with kids, you know, wearing your uh, slippers and watching Netflix, and that's that's the most fun you can have. Right, and that, that's ridiculous. What, what fun is that? I mean, I mean, I guess, on, I guess not, if, uh, if people have been out for. since when they were 16 years old, you know, they've had, they've had their, the first share of, of partying, but, but I, yeah, I have myself. I mean, but it, 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 I mean, if, if that's what you feel, then okay, that's okay for you, but don't tell me that's how yes, I yes. feel because I. I'm I'm gonna be 16 till the day I die if, if that's yeah. the case, you know. And and that's cool, man, because that's how it should be. Um, so exactly. you did mention <laughs> a couple of things there, but I just want to formalize the question. So, can you tell me, in your opinion, what are the unique challenges that you yourself or other older ravers that you know of uh, face as time goes on? Well, and it's happened to me, and it, um. People like they they tease you. They they're like, oh look at look at grandpa over here, uh, trying trying to be hip or something. And then uh, I just I just look at them and smile. And then uh, throughout the duration of the show, they see how good of a time I have. And and then they they just start you know dancing right beside me and giving me a high five and or even hugging me. It's like you know people they're they're ignorant with their 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 thoughts or ideals but then i i just show them right there straight hand it's like don't i'm the exception maybe you're not but i am and i'm live i'm living my life and i'm having a great time 
And I mean, people tell me, I wish when I'm your age, I, I'll be doing the same. And I'm so, and then I just tell them, well, you will, unless only you can stop yourself. Only you can limit yourself. Don't, don't, don't accept what society has yeah, to tell Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you, uh, it's interesting that you mentioned that people tease you because it has definitely happened to me. Do you think it happens? I mean, I don't know your situation, but. Was it times when you were completely on your own, or were you with company of similar age? Um, actually, uh, for the last two two years, I've been going solo, and I, I just now recently uh, got in a relationship with with my girlfriend, and um, now I started going with her. So I was going for t two years solo, and that's when I experienced it more because I wasn't there with my group or whatever. And then people say that just to try and be funny to their group to make them laugh or whatever. But uh, other people can see right through that and, and they know not to say such a thing. And other people are very respectful though. And they, like I said before, they come up to me and they're like, you know, um, more power to you. you know, yeah. Any, any other challenges you face? So, um, you know, as you mentioned, you have a job. So how do you tackle that? Uh, well, with my job, uh, it, it's not a regular nine-to-five job per se. I, it's not like uh, I, I don't have HR telling me, you don't know, you can only miss so many hours left before we got to terminate you. I, I have a, I have the best boss in the world. Um, I just let him know, you know, I'm going to be going to the show coming up in a few weeks or whatever, and then I tell him when it's getting closer to it, and everything's fine with that. So I have a very unique situation with that where – a lot of people cannot because they only get so many vacation days per year. And th then they, they have to spend that with their family too as well or something. And they try to incorporate the two. But um, so, yeah, I am kind of unique in that respect. So I, I don't have any challenges there truly, except that I don't, I'm not making money when I'm at the show and I'm actually spending money. Not, not only am I not making money, I'm spending money. Uh but uh, it's it's what I love. I literally live for the next show. It's and um, I, I guess health comes into play. Uh, I mean, I can say for myself, it's not as easy to go full on as I was younger. But you can still. But it needs it needs Correct. techniques, doesn't it? It needs a little bit of planning and uh, after your turn. Yeah, I just pace myself yes. more. <laughs> okay, um, what so. The next question is about encouraging older people. So when we talk about older women, like 40 plus, uh, who have never attended an event before, but they're afraid to do so. So imagine yourself now, you, somebody told you about electronic dance music or, you know, you can find it everywhere, right? You can find it online or Spotify and they listen to this and they're aware of you know, right. these festivals or clubs where this music is being played. Um, and, you know, they're older than 40 and they say, damn, this is some good music. And, and you know, I know that kids go out and they rave, but actually, um, you know, that's not for me. I mean, for God's sake, you know, I'm 40 years old. You know, how can I go out? People people will look at me and think whatever, uh, that I'm going to pick up women or whatever. So how would you encourage these people who have never attended an event before, but now they want to? I'd have to tell them to don't, don't let your thoughts keep you from doing what you are curious to do. Uh, if at least at all, do it at least once so you could actually 
be there, experience it. And if you didn't have a good time, okay, you didn't have a good time. But even if you didn't have the good time the first time, try it again. Because, I mean, you, you only live once. What's the point of uh, not doing things because of you're might be scared to do it or whatever um go beyond your limits uh live life it's it's when you do such things that are you know kind of scary or or intimidating and you do them and you enjoy it i mean that that's 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 really a breakthrough and i i mean that's what life's all about sure i mean what about would you say you know since it's your first time perhaps go out with somebody or would you just say no just screw it just go on your own see what it is if you if you like it you stay with it if not then at least you tried it if you can go with a buddy and if, because you're that intimidated then yes uh do go but if like you know you have nobody else to go with please do not let that stop you um i like i said uh i, I used to go with my ex-girlfriend all the time and now uh for the last two years uh, i i went solo and i kind of enjoyed going solo better because uh you went mostly at a festival festival because you uh you get to see every dj that only yeah. you want to see you don't have to uh you don't have to sacrifice one dj because your partner or your friend wants to see this other dj or and you know you don't want to lose each other so when somebody needs to use the bathroom you, you're going to lose time going to use, just stand there so uh, you won't lose that person using the bathroom or if they want to get a drink or something. You, you miss that whole, you miss a lot. So going solo is definitely a big plus. A lot of people see it as a, a big downer, but no, it's, once you do it, you, you will see that you, it's it's much better in a, in, in a way. I, I guess, I guess <laughs> it depends on why you're going. So if you're going for the social aspect of it then probably that's not necessar necessarily the best option but if you go for the music hey there's no comparison i mean that's what i do and, and correct yeah or you, if you're a socialite then go by yourself you'll meet somebody there trust me even though you're older uh you just don't don't be that creepy old guy trying to yeah, bring home yeah. or anything <laughs> i would also tell them you think that uh older people won't go but wait till you get there i've always seen people older than myself at every show yeah I've i think it's so, becoming more, more. Uh, that that is a lie that that is a missing uh miss you know misinformation yeah misinterpretation yeah misinformation definitely because you you may think you're the only one there when you're standing in line but once you get in there you will see you will see uh that there's a lot of older people well, as well because we were the original. What would you say to them? Would you I, say I would dress tell up, them try to very you know, keep up with the fashion or whatever is out there, or just go naturally casual, pick it up as you go along? So they could feel comfortable with what they usually wear. And then once they're inside there, to get a feel for everything. And if you want to dress extravagant, then please, by all means, do so. Because it just only adds to the whole... Um, the whole feeling of, of the vibe and everything. Uh, I personally never, ever dress up, but that's just who I am. But I love it when other people do. I, I wish I, well, I don't, I don't wish I did. I, I'm very comfortable with how I dress and I just, I just uh, wear a regular t-shirt uh, and, and pants or shorts if it's hot enough. 
Yeah, um, every, 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 anything that basically makes you comfortable, right? Yeah, That's but I, I would exactly. I would say definitely go your fir your first time at least go as you can, so you won't even feel that more um, anxious, I guess, or just out of place if if you're wearing something that you usually yeah. don't wear to begin with. Yeah, we can hear some voices in the background. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Um, here, let me. Uh, uh, how's that? Is that better? Yeah, that's live podcasting, I guess. Um, that's sorry. all right. I apologize. Okay, so the next question is somewhat similar to the last one, with a bit of a twist. So imagine now, there's people who, especially in the UK, who have been out when the scene first started, and they went out, they did the raving, and then life caught up with them, and they hit thirty, as we said, and they went. They stop raving, and you can when you go on YouTube and and you see some uh, videos of old tunes or old parties or raves, you see loads of comments for these people saying, uh, "These were the best days of my life. I wish I could do it again." Da uh, di da di da. So, what would you say to these people now who have been there, you know, went to the party, got the T-shirt? But are not for whatever reason they're not raving anymore. How would you encourage them to get back to the scene? Uh, I would remind them, as they would know. You remember how good it used to be. It's it's basically the same. Um, so maybe it's because you had kids that held you off for so many years, but now they're grown. So it's time to get back on the bus per se and enjoy yourself and have the time of your life. You know, you know, you had such a great time to f when you were younger, uh, and I could tell you from experience that it's you're gonna have a great time as well. You're just a little bit older. It's it's only your age that has changed. I mean, th little things here and there have changed as well, but all in all, you're you're gonna have the time of your life just as you did. Before. Yeah, I can definitely say you know the the old music. I mean, it used. It was amazing. It still is amazing. And I don't think they can compare today's music with this old music. However, I, I don't diss out today's music because there's so many, you know, I have Spotify lists and I just can't keep on adding tunes because there's so much amazing music coming out, completely different than before and yet very similar to its structure. And then the parties, yes, there's good parties and there's bad parties and there's good people and there's bad people. But if you if you went for the music to start with, and if you enjoyed, I'm sure you can still enjoy and, and still, you know, enjoy the music and enjoy the whole atmosphere of going out. And you never know, you may just get back into it full, full on. And, you know, exactly. Every, everybody has priorities. How much priority we're going to give to this sort of activity? True, true. And, uh, well, for me, it's my number one priority. So. Yes, it's be one. <laughs> and then I, I would just tell them, I'm a perfect example. I mean, look, I'm still going and I'm still having the time of my life. It's of it, truly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that's great. I think we have reached the end of at least my questions. Do you have any anything anything burning that you want to share with uh, the audience uh, uh, regarding this sort of issue of uh, people, you know, older people going out and things like that? <laughs> Um, I, I would just say, uh, don't, don't let your fears overcome you. Um, don't, don't be intimidated by anyone. Don't let, 
don't let the thoughts of what other people may think um, keep you from doing what you're curious of doing, or in my case, what, what yeah, you love doing. Yeah, that's true. Well, thank you very much, uh, Master Roshi, for uh, joining me on this Sunday. Uh, what's the date? It's the 7th of July, isn't it? Um, and uh, and uh, when wh where is your yes. next festival, you said? Uh, I'm going to be going to Camp Bisco on July 18th through the 20th in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I'll be driving there um, with, with my girlfriend and a couple of her friends as well. So um, I, I can't wait. Of course, <laughs> I hope uh, we get to see some videos or pictures of you on, <laughs> on Facebook. Okay. Yeah, I'd just like to say, yeah, I'm 46, by the way. And uh, I will keep doing this till till the day I die. I mean, I will go in a wheelchair if I have to. It's truly what I love to do. I know it's not for everybody, but I know it's for me. I love it. And I only just want more of that's, it. That's encouraging words there. And uh, please do share the podcast with anybody who knows that may be remotely interested in joining the scene and being of kind of our age group. Uh, because these are these are the people I would love to get back to the scene, either older ones or brand new newbies. Let's put them. Let's use that term. Uh, get them in and just uh, show them. You know that uh, just because uh, we're older doesn't mean that uh, we shouldn't be going out. And uh, I hope we dominate the scene, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I most definitely will spread the word, and I greatly appreciate this interview. And I thank you. No so problems, much man. For Take care. Conducting this with me. Bye. Take care. Catch our podcast, Freakbeat CDM Podcast, on all major platforms Apple Podcasts and iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts. Subscribe so you don't miss any future episode. And if you liked what you heard, share with the EDM fam. Also, catch us on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search for Freakbeat CDM Podcast and you'll find us hidden under every festival tent.